Good evening, everyone. Welcome to episode 667. Unless you are listening in the morning. Well, good morning. You had an evening before it, and I hope it was good. Yep. By the way, tomorrow, uh, immediately after um, this, I'm going to start fasting because I have a physical tomorrow. So I don't even know if I'm supposed to fast. I just feel like you are. Do you know the answer? It's like there's an hour period. I think it's like 12 hours. I don't think that's widely known. Like they didn't. What the benefit? You're not supposed to go out drinking the night before. Well, I'm drinking. Your triglycerides will be quite high. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I don't know. uh, Liver enzymes. There's a lot of different measurements. I hope they're like, hey, we're gonna order these things. Call and like. I thought that was a myth. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I hope it's just a questionnaire. Like, how many beverages do you have a week? (laughs) And I'll be like, I don't know. Two. (laughs) Somewhere in between zero and thirty. Yeah. So whatever it is. Um, but I'm always interested in what they have to say. Cause usually it's just like you come in, you get, you know, cupped and fingered, <laughs> right? All the, all the things you're hoping for. And, um, then they say, come back and eat. you know, it's interesting as you get older, I feel like we become vehicles, right? You have all this maintenance that you need to <laughs> like keep up checked. on. You need to get your fluids, off, your fluids off. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes there's things you have to get fixed and it's kind of a nuance. And sometimes there's some big things that need yeah. to get change your shoes to the other foot i haven't had that rotate oh rotate your toes mm-hmm. never had that at least at this point so um having that done uh tomorrow when you enter into the fourth or fifth decade i think when you're in your 40s you're in your fifth decade i think that's how it works because yes. the first mm-hmm. one is your first right you got it fifth decade that that feels really old it is we are old yeah officially connor uh welcome you're in your third decade yeah. yeah. Thank you for How's bringing that feel? our average down. Feels fine. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I mean, we average out to our fourth between the uh, four of us. That's good. Oh uh, yeah, that's fine. I'm happy to bring down the average. And I mean, it seems like seems like Brad and Joey don't uh, feel much about the whole fifth decade thing. I know you're getting ready to get the the butt finger tomorrow, probably. But uh, I'm I'm feeling pretty decent for my third decade. I think you should. I I, I think you should be. I think that. Um... I don't know what the <laughs> measurement. I think you could basically do anything in your twenties and recover. It's funny because I think you could go binge drinking and then go into the physical the next day and be like, "Ah, oh, you seem I'm good okay. to go." Yeah, yep. fine. Body's recovering. Be like, can you give me an IV quick though? <laughs> right now, I like run up the stairs and I'm like, wow, "That was training. <laughs> that is my workout for the week." I just saw my heart rate go up to like one sixteen. Yeah, when you like, like you worry about. Um, Busting out your ACL when you just bend down to grab a piece of paper off the floor. That's yeah. like, you know, times are tough. Not good. So, Connor, you're back from uh, first semester in Arizona. Any, any, um, yeah, any... get spill it, man. Like, uh, well, know, we are kind of living vicariously through you, even if you don't, you know, we don't like to admit it. I appreciate yeah, tell it. us about geometry class. Uh, well, <laughs> uh, shapes have more than one side sometimes, <laughs> which is kind of crazy. Uh, I learned, uh, what real cold is now that i'm back here first the first few seconds getting off the plane when i got back i was thinking it was freezing cold uh i had a little bit of a scare when i was landing uh we were we were thousand feet coming into minneapolis and uh i'm looking out the window where i just see the highway or whatever and i'm like all right we're landing cool and all of a sudden i hear the engines spurl up and i hear like all the power go to it and we take the steepest climb i've ever felt and at this point, I'm freaking out. 
And then five minutes later, I guess, the pilot comes on and goes, oh, hey, sorry, everybody. There was a, there was a plane on the runway. And I was like, oh, oh. sweet. <laughs> I was like, that's awesome. So someone in the ATC owes me an apology. Or whoever created the horn on the airplane because you know it, it obviously was. malfunctioned. It was that guy <laughs> that you were talking to about. Uh, I, so here's a good story. Where we, we go to a happy hour and you Brandon was just, he was sort of quiet. Uh, you know, unconventionally quiet. That's not like him. And uh, this was—we've talked about this uh, on the show before. The, your your former fear of flying and all things related to that. And uh, you finally spilled it. And you're like, "Yeah, I was I was on the phone today, talking to a guy, you know, helping him with his retirement planning, and and uh, he told me to stop for a second or or to hold for a second, and then he clearly was giving some uh, giving some directions to a to a radio, and he's like. Wait a second. This guy's an air traffic controller. Are you working right now? <laughs> and are you on the phone with me? That's awesome. I mean, this guy, and he's like, and, and then it That's was great. like, you know, for a couple of years after that, you just had this thought that uh, any flight that you're on, that your air traffic controller was uh, planning his retirement. <laughs> Predisposed. Yeah. I, you know, it's funny. I didn't remember that story until you just brought it up. But yeah, that, that, um, it got that to happened. you pretty good made you silent i'm sure yeah i'm sure it uh had me a little introspective i don't know if i had a trip coming up but if it if if i did i could definitely see the reason why i was lost for lost for words for a few hours i thought that brandon was messing with me one time we're sitting on a plane next to each other and i was trying to think of every movie that we could we could watch on the plane like had a a plane crash in it eventually he gets up and goes and 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 has somebody else switch to sit next to me because he couldn't sit next to me. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm out. So I remember this because we were on our way to Cancun. And um, so Xanax is prescribed for flight anxiety from what I've heard. And you're not supposed to mix it with alcohol. But if you do. As ha- long as you're in your 20s, you're but good. When, but when you do. <laughs> <laughs> but when you do, I've heard uh, <laughs> that if you if you look out at the runway – and you see two planes flying right on top of each other, that that may be a um, symptom of of mixing uh, uh, benzos and alcohol, which I think is extremely dangerous. So uh, all of us on the show would would uh, passionately encourage people to not <laughs> do that. I don't know if we need some additional disclosures there. Fly, res- fly responsibly. Fly responsibly, exactly. So <laughs> I did get over uh, the fear of flying, though. I, uh, and, and I don't know if I've told this story before, but I was, on, um, I, I was on a flight out to Vegas. I was sitting next to a couple of uh, guys, and we were, we were just having a good time on the way out to Vegas. And I remember we went through this cloud, and there was this bump, and my, my Jameson ginger ale... Or actually, no, it was a whiskey uh, ginger ale. They didn't have Jameson. I, I would I would Jameson have specifically whiskey. remembered that. Uh, that's true, Joe. <laughs> but it wasn't Jameson. That's the important part of it. It's not a good story without it. <laughs> we went through this bump, and my drink bounced in the air about, I'd say 12 inches is not an exaggeration. Well, I, so it was like four in Brandon's eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I grabbed the drink out of the air and finished it. Nice. And finished That's, it. You and, know. And, f- and from that moment on, everyone else's drinks just collapsed. They like all fell. And I finished this drink, and I haven't been afraid to fly after that moment. 
Jesus Christ, it's Jason Bourne. <laughs> I don't know if I owe it to whiskey or to ginger ale or to the guys that I was hanging out with or right. to seat 34. And maybe it didn't happen. See? Maybe it's all the benzo and oh, alcohol. True. I don't mixing. think I was. Uh, I can't confirm that. Yeah. Maybe you grabbed the, the baby's bottle next to you and started taking a pull off of that. I definitely, yeah, I didn't do that. I didn't do that. It's funny how interested uh, babies are on the plane, though. If you've ever seen one, like, through a seat cushion, like, their eyes are, like, like <laughs> they're staring, like, There's meme. something in little kids that says, turn around and look directly at the person behind you <laughs> for a long time. Just <laughs> stare. And then how long do you stare at that kid without it being awkward? <laughs> right. Like, what do you think they're thinking? Right. So, uh, so we had an agenda for this. We're kind of off topic. But one of the things that I know that we were going to talk about is, um, well, I know what happened this weekend with uh, with the local club, the Vikings. It was kind of a big weekend in in in, in the NFL in general. Yeah. Sports, like a, sports, in general, and sports. Yeah, it was a the, crazy uh, end of the uh, World Cup. Uh, World, World Cup. Cup. Yeah. Did you guys watch any of it? I watched yeah. the last the extra time. That was all you needed to see. So I watched zero time of it, but yeah. I heard it was pretty good. I think I watched like the last ten minutes of regulation. Watched the the overtime or whatever. It was sweet. You know, if they really wanted to make soccer and that like the end of it be representative of the sport itself they should just let that game end the tie and be like well yeah, the world covers champions we're cutting the trophy zero zero tie there end was of the uh, game. <laughs> there was someone there was someone online talking about uh soccer in general and they said that this world cup final was the absolute worst example of soccer because now they're like if you watch soccer for the first time in the world cup final don't watch another game. This is about as good as it gets. You know what I want to say to that more than anything else? Who cares? It's so boring. It's like literally the most boring sport that I can think of. And I know I'm you in the... You just offended 5% of the people that listen to this show. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. But it is. It's awful to, 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 to watch. And I know this because I don't... I don't... I don't... Um, I do enjoy, this is a better way to put it, I do enjoy watching my daughter play soccer. Like, I actually go to the games, pay attention, figure out what's going on. But um, I was I was talking to one of the other dads a, uh, a couple of months ago. Sometimes I don't know what we mentioned on the show uh, before and what we what we don't, but this is important. So we were we were talking about soccer in general, and we were like, when our daughters are done playing soccer, We'll probably never watch another soccer game again in our lives. There is something about the world stage, though, because you think about the Olympics. I'm a big Olympics fan. Mm -hmm. And all of the events in the Olympics, maybe with the exception of hockey in the winter, basketball in the summer. Yeah, I don't I don't watch like beach volleyball at 10 a.m. Curling. Um, People Saturday, go freaking curling. bananas for curling. Curling, sweet. You know, yeah. Men's and women's gymnastics, you know, all the swimming events. that they're, they're good. But like in the Olympics, it's just something different. Right. So I, I, I put soccer, football, whatever, in yeah. that same Yeah, you can still be a same fan every four years. Like you're you're going to watch that event. It's just a good event. Well, I was talking to my uh, daughter last night about the uh, hometown team, uh, the hometown hockey team. And, the Caps. And I was um, – referring to that they're on this they're on this winning streak and she was like I don't care and I was like listen you'll be a as soon as they're in the playoffs you'll become a really big hockey fan. Oh, you're talking about the Wild. Talking about the Wild. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean how many people watch the Super Bowl that don't watch a 
minute of football. See, I think that's season. different because I think I think there's a huge majority of like if you take the people who watch the Super Bowl, I'd say I'd say majority of them are probably football fans. Sure, the majority. Mm-hmm. Whereas like the if if your team goes to the NBA Finals or NHL Stanley Cup, you watch them. You do, but like otherwise you wouldn't. Right. You might not even watch them until they get to the championship. You're saying that a lot of people may be fair weather fans of but a sport. But I, I think the point that I'm trying to make is you tune in for for so, so like if the, if the Twins don't make the, the the playoffs, I usually don't watch any playoffs. But if it gets to a game seven, a decisive game of the World Series, I'll usually tune in. Right. Same thing with the NHL. Like if it's a deciding game, like all right, I'll tune in for this because it's over tonight and I get to watch a champion be crowned. But then there are events like really good events like. There are a lot of people that don't watch any, even people that are not necessarily basketball fans that that get into the March Madness. There are passionate Indianapolis Colts fans. There are still. I sat next to one, and and they were four and eight and one. Is that right? Were they four mm, and eight? And still one? not mathematically eliminated. Uh, and they were passionate about the squad winning. Yeah. Like I just don't. I can't imagine that for a hockey game or a baseball but, game. But you got one part of the story wrong. What? They didn't win. <laughs> no, they didn't win. Uh, I heard they had a big lead at halftime, though. Did any? I went to the game. Did you guys go to the game? Just watched it. I was didn't turn it off either. You were at the game. Who did you go with? I went with my girlfriend. Oh, okay. Well, how long? Whoa, how, wait long a minute. how long have wait I been gone? <laughs> wait. <laughs> yeah. Is it? Wait. This is a whole new episode. Yeah, now. part two. Next episode. Uh, girlfriend. Okay. All right. All right. Well, we'll explore. Is she going to come on the show at some point soon? She listens. Okay. Nice. All right. Nice. All right. So All right. Who, more to, who did you go more with? More to come there. Uh, I went with my wife. Okay. Uh, two other couples. Um, so we, we, so games at noon, we met in Wyzetta, uh, suburb at, uh, 10, just about 10. We go downtown. We're there plenty of time. Um, we, we, we go up to the area where we're sitting. We have some food. We, we hang out a while. We're having a good time. And then the next hour and a half, we're just like, there were stairs traded with different folks here and there where it was like, like what uncomfortable is stairs or what? Yeah, like, like that was, what are we By doing? the way, there, there was a clip, because I, I watched part of the game afterwards. So there was a clip of a sky, like, and you, you obviously couldn't hear him. It was just somebody in the in the stands that they had zoomed in on, and that's exactly you could read his lips. What is happening? That's yeah. just <laughs> like what's going on. And did you notice too when people were leaving? Like, obviously there was excitement, but like, it was sort of like a, it was tame. Like it wasn't like, you know, it was like that's a good What point. just yeah. happened? Still, yeah. like there was shell shock. Fans leaving to get like did only did that really just happen? That's crazy. So did we trade texts about at halftime? Yeah, we uh, so a few different points in the game. Uh, when it came halftime, we texted each other and we we said, I think verbatim, we just said, "What is this game?" Third quarter comes around and we it was this, again. this this effing game. Yeah, so we were like this effing game, and then the fourth quarter comes around and we start to text in all caps, "This effing game." <laughs> and yeah, that was awesome. that was crazy. Kirk Cousins now holds the record, and Brad might hate this. But Kirk Cousins holds the NFL record for yards thrown <laughs> in one half. You know, I so Tyler, by far, by Tyler has been on the show. By we, far, we were engaged in a pretty good debate today too, because he wants to keep talking about this uh, 
he the, the the question today is is Kirk Cousins and he was ready for me to admit which I did not Whoa. is he a top 10 quarterback Whoa, you don't think he and is And he made me go through every other quarterback in the league which would you rather have starting for you and I I had so I thought that I was going to have him outside in the bottom half I had him at 11 but yeah I don't know He's Wait, I want to know where it stopped. So, like, let me throw a couple out there just to get the get the vibe. Jalen Hurts. Uh, I all right. Injuries aside, and all this stuff. Yeah, injuries I, I'd, aside. I'd, I'd, I'd put Matthew Stafford ahead of Kirk Cousins too. Whoa. Okay, injuries aside. Yeah, yeah, yeah injuries. Aside. No, big game, big game. Matt Stafford. I could make an argument there, but Jalen Hurts. Big game, big game. To me, knocks him down even further. Who Cousins? I think he's gotten past this that. Is ridiculous. You know we're ten and zero in one score games this season, right? I know. I know. What are we in like non one o'clock so. games? That's that's a better question. Right. What are we against teams with winning records are better? It, well, it, it doesn't not, start to look. Well, I'm not knocking Kirk. I'm just. I'm interested in. I, I guess I'm just really interested and in I, who. I admit, like, uh, yeah, they, Tua. I don't know. I, let's not go through all of this. It's just, it, it's, I don't want to go through all of it. There's a yeah. couple, like, do you want a young gunner? Do you want, like, He's a... not mobile, right? Yes, I, I don't like his, no, Cousins. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's White Vic. <laughs> I'll, I say it every single time. I he don't like around. his pocket presence. I don't like, I don't like when he makes a mistake. I don't like how it impacts him negatively the rest of the game, and he, he tends to make more conservative decisions. Yeah, I, did. I, I think he also has more weapons than what we're using. I don't know. I just... I also have a bias of the contract that was signed. At the mm-hmm. time that he signed it, he was the highest paid player in the league. He took a really significant chunk out of our ability to continue to put talent around him. He's not anymore. He's not anymore. Not even close. Right. Yeah, now we're going to have to pay JJ $200 million this offseason. That's going to be sweet. That's going to be worth it. Like 10 Speaking years. Speaking of JJ, how about the emotion after he got. Oh my God. I've never, seen, I've never seen a dude that mad. Yeah. That he was he, he was well pissed. well deserved when, he slammed, that, when he slammed his helmet down. I'm yeah, glad they didn't flag him for that. But yeah, we are lucky they didn't. That was crazy because they were putting I in like, protocol. See, I like a game like that more than any game I've seen uh, before because what what significant calls went our way? No, we won in spite uh, of the we refs. had we had one. It's not, but I don't even think it's in spite of the refs. I think it's in spite of just like um, like luck we like willed that thing there's some destiny swirling yeah 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 legitimately like you but indianapolis had quite a bit of luck too though like the block punt like that's lucky two two defensive touchdowns turned over the only thing that went and that was a bad that's what i mean that was a bad face mask call too that one was horrible yeah Yeah, that was was his shoulder yes Yes. Yeah. yeah there's some there i think there's some things that the league could look at in that game and figure out too like they they probably need to review this. When do we blow a whistle, and what is reviewable after a whistle? And I, yeah, another thing that I'll say too is I, I think if you're a player and you you know hit another player, like you know probably not unprovoked, but you, you you're like any time in the game, like that's bad. That should get a flag. If you if you accost a referee, an official, mm-hmm. that's bad. For but sure. in the instance in that second scoop and score. So they got the, the the official blew the whistle prematurely. They got the call right where we got the ball, but they didn't get the rest of it, which was a touchdown. You can't. And it was though. huge. If you blow the whistle, I know. You can't. But that's the that's the problem. And, and so if you blow the whistle and it's dead, and the player reacts, which you know this was a Tyler take too. He's like, you got a bunch of alphas running around out there. 
if you make a mistake, they're going to react to it, and For it's sure. not going to be good. So, so after the whistle happened, mm, yep, he didn't accost somebody, so he didn't do anything inappropriate. But he he took his helmet off and he was pissed, and he got flagged for that. If you can't award the per, the player the touchdown then don't flag them for their reaction to how you blew the call. Either. That just goes down to the conduct uh, the conduct right. rules they have, though. So I, I, get I, why I, I mean, I get it. It, it makes logical sense, but I'm just saying, like, it's about as preposterous that he didn't get the touchdown as it was that he also got flagged for reacting that the official screwed up. The, I think the worst part about it is um, blowing the whistle. I mean, it was so clear. That was the biggest part. All the other stuff is, like... From and where that, you guys were sitting, did it happen. look pretty clear? Uh, I mean... You've had a play like this where you just you take the ball from the guy running and you kind of you're stunned just, for a second. You're like, all right, I'm out of here. Yeah, and then I'm out of here, and like no one was but ever there down. Wasn't like, a pile I don't even on think the ground. He, I mean, right. it was all he, he wasn't even. They down. were up. Was, no, they were all standing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I agree. The 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 fact is they got past that and they did. And um, that's because Cousins won. is an elite quarterback. All right, that's <laughs> pretty much. The reason. He was elite in the second half, upper yeah. half for sure. Our point differential in total is negative, but our point differential in the fourth quarter is plus sixty-six. After that, th- after that field goal, we <laughs> yeah, went from negative one to we are now two. Oh, really? Two, two, two point positive point differential. Yeah, the worst eleven and three team in history. Yeah, but I thought apparently, and but I did see. I mean, you, I'm sure you guys saw it. Uh, there's there was like six of the eight playoff teams have negative point differentials. You know, yeah, it's crazy, and this goes along with the uh, the Cousins thing. I think you know. When you look at the four teams in the NFC that have clinched a playoff berth so far, the point differential is like uh, it's like 126, 136, and 140, and two. And I think, you know, all right, so you're battle-tested. Yeah. You're, you know how to win close games. There is a positive to that. But when you think about, like, how confident do I feel when we go into a game in the playoffs where, even if at home, now we're playing against a team that, you know, has a good record, has has managed to win close games, maybe a couple, and has managed to put games away and distance themselves from their competition. I feel it's a shaky feeling. And part of it this might be the emotion that comes along with being a, a Vikings fan for so long that you know that there's another shoe that's going to drop. But when I look at that and, and I'm, I'm thinking about these teams, health, health issues aside, and you go into a playoff game, and you think, like, how confident do I feel that this team is actually going to perform and win this game? But I, how conf- it doesn't instill a lot of confidence. Give, and, give the NFL a lot of credit for this, but, like, any given Sunday is, like, yeah, never more any true. Any given Sunday. Right. It's. I'm not saying they're not capable of winning. No, I get I'm just you. saying, like, But it's they're also very capable of anybody's very capable of losing true. any game in the playoffs, too. It's true. like, look at Houston. Like, they're the best one in 12 or 13 team out there. Like, they play everybody well. Like, they lose, like, I wonder what they're, like, Point, point differential, differential there's, a, there's a team in our fantasy league who probably the best one of the in the 15 years we've had this league probably one of the best single seasons in terms of <laughs> points scored and he missed the playoff just unbelievable all right yeah so when you talk about the point differential thing uh and you mentioned that you have some concerns about that i'm kind of on your side with that but at the same time uh i feel like the biggest and the most important stat at the end of the day are wins and yep. I feel like point differential is starting to become one of those stats that are borderline meaningless to me. Kind of like how you see on TV when people are like, "Oh, well, he's the first quarterback in the Super Bowl area, the Super Bowl era, to have uh, 200 pass yards, a rushing touchdown, a passing touchdown, and ate a hot dog for lunch." Who cares? Like it does, yeah, right? no one. Yeah, it's. It, I don't think. I agree. These kind of stats matter. I agree. I think, I think that's... the only stat that matters is a win or a loss. 
I'm worried about playing Philly in Philly, and it's the only game I'm worried about. That would be the, the only thing. Yeah. Because otherwise, I think we can win everything. Everything. Yeah. Do we? Did we do uh, preseason uh, Super Bowl picks again this year? I'll have to research that. I don't recall. I don't believe we did. I think Brian and I took Tampa Bay. <laughs> we might have. I think we did. I want to say. I want to say I that I took. Hey, you never know. You're I want to say that I did Vikings Bills again because I still think it's. A, well, you did. I like, think you did. Bills. I mean, Tampa that was Bay be the battle of the Owen. Tampa Bay is a division teams. leader, by the way. I know. <laughs> yeah, it's six, six and eight. eight. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, That's awesome. Well, um, some teams are are vying for a draft position, even even though they're playing close games. Like, the, are the Texans in? Um, they're in pursuit of the number one overall, yeah. right? Yeah. For what? So, who's well, number one overall this year? Uh, uh, what's his name? Alabama. Uh, Bryce Young. He'll be number one overall, hundred percent. I wouldn't touch an Alabama quarterback. So, so you guys are gonna have to explain this to me because I still don't really understand. Jalen Hurts was an Alabama quarterback. I don't understand how the money mm-hmm. is working for college athletes. I still don't really get. Yeah, can NIL. we can we break this down? Do you guys can you guys explain it to me like a second grader and tell me how college money NIL works for now? dummies? Yeah, NIL for dummies is I'm I mean I'm probably wrong, but it's just athletes can sign endorsement deals and make money off of their likeness. That's why you hear news of like NCAA football coming back. Right, and but the college the, I mean the college can't pay them. No, the college can't, but I think Brad was talking to us a little bit before about mm-hmm. uh, some Kid sort of Proctor. booster campaign. Kid Proctor, probably top top 12 uh, recruit coming out. Um, and this is, He's a 6'9", 330-pound high school man. Um, <laughs> but uh, he's, a, he's a blindside tackle, and uh, he committed to Iowa. He's from Iowa, so it's not a, not a crazy leap. Uh, you know, and you had you had some other good, other good linemen coming out of the Midwest, like oh uh, yeah, you know Tristan Wirfs, uh, Iowa boy. But uh, so this kid committed to Iowa in the early commitment period. Now we're coming up on National Signing Day, and you look at the uh, you look at the draft boards, and the the <laughs> he's committed to Iowa, and you know they've got the stats up there. Where is he going to sign? The, all the money's on Alabama. So Alabama put together a two point one million dollar. NIL deal for him, and uh, so how does that, that work? Yeah, yeah. Who, what who, is an NIL deal that they can set who up? Who put that together? They're boosters. Nick Saban. Yeah, it's not the school. It's not the players. You know, and that's a. Uh, it can be Joe Bob's car dealership. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Anyway, so there's that. Yeah. just say I'll give you this. Yep. I'll give you this if you go to Alabama. Yep. Yep. And that's it's, and it's allowed now, which allowed. is crazy because he's making money yep. off of himself. Which and when you think about it, here's a kid. You know, I mean. No guarantees. No guarantees. You know, you right. injuries. For sure. That that is guaranteed money. Right. You do it 100 percent of the time. You do it, and you know, it's gonna. I think the bigger, deeper impact here is likely going to be okay. How do how do you start to wrap some regulation around this thing? Because or do you wrap or do you? But when you look at like what's the what's the five year, ten year impact to these things? You know, you're gonna have blue bloods and and big programs who have money around the program boosters what have you start to put these deals together and you know even even though you've got a kid that's committed to one school usually in the old olden days of recruiting that was that was the end of it no more school contact no more coach contact but now you can still go on these these visits so Caden Proctor goes and visits Alabama there's a 2.1 million dollar NIL deal on the table 
it would be foolish if you look at it from his perspective not to take that money for all the reasons that we talked about. But you think about how is this going to look in a few years when schools that are not Alabama and, you know, not national championship winning schools per like in the SEC, and you look at some of these Big Ten schools that have alumni base that are 20, 30, 40 times the size of some of these schools in the SEC like Florida, Alabama, and you look at, you know, the alumni that are in these and the business owners and all of this, where all this money comes from. And you, you try to think, you know, how is this going to turn the tide? This probably looks pretty good for Big Ten schools, especially with UCLA and USC set to join the Big Ten. Between those two schools and Nebraska and Michigan and Ohio State and Penn State, this is going to be a this is going to be a game changer. Yeah. It's probably going to it's probably going to change Shift the, the tide, so to speak, right yeah. uh, away from the tide. Connor, can you name? S&P 500 companies that are headquartered in Minnesota? Not off the top of my head, no. Any? Uh, just, I mean, putting me on the spot, no. But no. there okay. are more in Minnesota than any other. Is it California and Minnesota? So you have um, Target. Target. Holiday. No, Holiday's not going to be nationwide, though. No. I just, that's me being a homer. UHG. United Healthcare. Group. group. Uh, I am Groot. No, United Health Group. So oh, yeah, true. A little biased. Uh, General Mills, Best Buy, 3M, Excel Energy, United Health Group, Target, Best Buy, 3M, CHS. Oh yeah, CH- Best Buy, Eco Lab, Eco Lakes, Ameriprise. Oh yeah, Eco Lab. Uh, U.S. U.S. Bank, Hormel, U.S. Yeah, Bank, U.S. Bank. So, Securian. so the reason I bring this up wasn't to call you out on who you knew, uh, but <laughs> but way, rather you gotta see. but rather. Um, are there gonna are, are there is there corporate nil money available? Because because I can come up with five to ten S and P five hundred companies in Minnesota that could potentially help in recruiting in that effort. Right? Tell me a tell me an S and P five hundred company in Alabama. What are the oil companies? Yeah. <laughs> Anyone? No. I'm I'm assuming One. you know. No, for, I mean Forrest Gump, Gump, Bubble, Bubble Gump, 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 Shrimp Bubble Company. Shrimp. Yeah, you got uh, or you go Arkansas. You can get what's there? Walmart, Encompass Health. Is it really Encompass Health? That's the biggest one. Uh... So to that, the the point being is, our 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 corporate sponsorships, our corporate donations, going to be a part of it, or will they stay out of it? Well, I just don't know what's the benefit for the corporate. You know, school or which, what do they get out of it? They're not putting their they're not putting they a get, patch on the jersey. They, uh, no, but they get that kid's likeness on whatever they want True. on ads or whatever. Kind of like yeah. how you would yeah. see Tom Brady on a sure. Aston Martin commercial, right? Um, from back from especially locally, Goodwill like, like from that Encompass perspective, Compass Health might want yeah. this kid on their yeah, Arkansas three hundred ninety pound kid about Walmart. <laughs> Is that health. it? Encompass Health was it the only one? That's uh, super sad for Alabama. I do. I do like the idea of. The, <laughs> There's of not the, even search results for it. That's super sad. Well, that's yeah. I'm looking at Fortune 500 companies listed by state. It's it's uh, it's actually it's a Regions Financial Corporation. Oh, it, with a with a re- revenue of 5.6 <laughs> billion, which is like compare that to let's see, Arkansas has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and so all right. So go back to Alabama, Regions Financial, 5.6 billion. 
Here's 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 Arkansas's. Walmart at four hundred and seventy six billion. <laughs> Tyson Foods thirty four billion. Yeah, you know. So it's, I mean, it's different. But if you go if you go back to Minnesota, like those revenue streams are probably just as just as significant. California's doing okay. Let's see. Well, yeah, California, Seven New York, pages. like there's, Florida probably has a few. I don't think it's going to matter where these places are headquartered. I just think it's going to be if it's going to be corporate. NIL money. I think it's just going to be going to the to the best uh, to the best athlete. And I like how uh, Brad brought up uh, like Big Ten because what I think is going to happen is I think the NIL is going to almost promote a power shift in college football because you think college football right now who's SEC. like the biggest and baddest the SEC. But now if you're getting NIL deals and sponsorship money given out to athletes, they're the not going to care. The Big nope. Ten is going to get a lot more recruits. The Pac-12 is going to get a lot more. The ACC will, and I think, uh, I mean, the new the new Alabama could be Utah if they if they pay half a billion dollars to their football team. Every and if year. it goes corporate, Delaware is going to get more recruits than Alabama. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I mean, I mean, maybe that maybe I think where they're headquartered yeah. and where they're domiciled might be a little might be a little bit different. But well, but yeah, Delaware have to look would at the be companies and, and which companies are going to be interested in doing this and, and how does it play into helping or hurting them? Because true. Okay. You've got so, companies that do business yeah. in more than one state. Nike what doesn't was, care. But what was this place called in Alabama? Something health. Tyson? Tyson Foods? No. no that was no. here. Hold on. i got to scroll back up through California here. <laughs> it was like Sigma, Compass, in Re- Sigma, Regions Compass Financial. Health. Regions Financial. Now, Regions Financial, they would be, they would be, is ostracized the right word? If, if well, like we live they, in a different world right now, but I mean, yeah. if they didn't sponsor the 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 kids, if they didn't now, if now or what Best if they Buy did? didn't, Minnesota's not gonna like, not not gonna like throw shade at Best Buy this as much as someone tough. in Air, in Alabama would. This is where it's tough because I mean the the dynamics of how you support athletics, it it, it varies as much. From region to region in the state of Minnesota, there is, you know, you guys know this. There's a recent emphasis on the Golden Gopher football program on Golden Gopher athletics, but there was a long period of time where, I mean, it was it was publicly supported to shift money away from athletics and into education until, and this is kind of the key piece with how NAL plays into it, until there was a recognition of the fact that alumni whether it's doctors or researchers or whatever else, this is the reason that when you look at Ohio State ads, you know, basically talking about their university, they've got people that went to their school who are all over the world doing the OHIO, right? There is a sense of pride and connection back to the university that is stronger and more public channeling through athletics than there is through research grants. Now, that's not to say that they're more important or that individually those things are more important, but everybody kind of draws that sense of pride back through those athletic programs and it shines a light on the university, which in turn helps all things, right? Well, let's be honest. Like what happens with, you know, the Minnesota athletes anyways, all the corporate money would go to North Dakota athletes and Iowa athletes and because we can't keep our athletes in town anyways, and we'd be sporting yeah, the, the I don't think it's going to be a state-by-state state thing. I yeah. think it, I think maybe where the players are from will play a role in it, but I don't think the school itself is going to, unless it's like, uh, I mean, I know it's not uh, well, TCF anymore for the Gopher Stadium, but 
Yeah, it might be it might be them that'll be through the school. It'd be like, yeah, we want to sponsor this kid. Problem is, I think they're based in Ohio. Well, exactly. So then, why like, why do they spawn? Why don't they sponsor Ohio State Stadium? Why don't they have the naming rights to their stadium? Right or Akron? I don't know. Well, there we go. Did you learn anything? Um, I learned that college athletes are being compensated, which. I think it's a good thing. I'm a fan of. I I, I hate to think that so, kids go so, through four years of school. Here's another question. So one player on a team, and this is especially important in, in – so I'm going to shift back to um, back to Iowa for a moment. So Caitlin Clark has the biggest NIL deal of any athlete at the University of Iowa right now. And you, you look at that, and she's got a good uh, relationship with her – You know, seemingly has a good relationship with her – fellow teammates but there's a different dynamic too when i'm on a team with 15 other people and i'm making a million bucks and you're making zero and oh. granted there are scholarships and other, other things in play but like how does that dynamic start to play into the equation as well personally i don't think they should have had the nil i think they should just not force kids to go to college i think they should just you know let them be adults and let them make their own decisions if they are good enough to go to the NH- or NFL or NHL or MLB. Let them do it. I think you get you, you can't solve these problems by you know offering up this money to them. But you shouldn't. I've never liked the idea that they force kids. To Wait, go what to are college. the problems? Well, that's where it the, started. The though. problems I mean, are that someone. Well, you got to regulate it. No, because how do you how do you keep parity within you know within sports? So you're going to have these powerhouses that end up just building these teams that just crush. What's fun is that? Like, I get it's for the school it's good because they're going to be winning national championships. Is there parity in the NFL? Hell yeah. Right. So why can't they? Because there's salary caps and there's, like, there's regulations on it and there's, like, there's certain ways to prevent teams from being like the Yankees in baseball because there's not parity in baseball. Yeah, there's an equity framework. Okay, fine. But what do you think the league minimum was when Michael Jordan signed a billion-dollar deal? It's all relative. Of course, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But I just don't think. But the, that, but the league minimum at the time was probably a hundred k, and he's getting a billion dollars. Like the same dynamic exists on that team as it does with Caitlin and her. Like, it's yeah. I'm not even talking about the, the dynamics on the teams. I'm just saying more along the lines of just parity between the the talent and the the, the the school to school. But the idea that you have to force kids to go to college before becoming a professional athlete when you're over eighteen that just never. But separate topic though. But no, but then you just don't do the. You got a college scholarship. That's what you get. Like that's your reward for going. To, if you decide to go to the college route, you get a scholarship. Okay. You can't. That's your reward. Mm-hmm. If you choose to not to go to college, that's fine. And they should. And you, you're saying uh, your thoughts are they should cut it off at that. Yes. <clears throat> yeah. Otherwise, it just gets too. Yeah, I think sport by sport because I think like what you have to put your body through to play football for an education. Like I don't think that's worth it. Like a scholarship Correct. for like a lifetime of aches and pains. Go into go sign a pro deal then, and go into you know create the minor leagues, right? right. Or but you, that's not an option for them. Could is be it? not for football. For every other sport, it is. Hmm. I thought for basketball, it's not either. G League. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, is there? Yeah. OG League. OG League. <laughs> Man, we covered a lot. I feel like we almost touched on the political environment, but but, but shoot, we touched on uh, life, sports. What else? Can we give one shout out to? Did you guys hear about the guy that had that big parlay going? That no. it led oh, right up the to France the France one. Yeah, because so list, Bleacher Bleacher Report betting. When we posted, they, like, is this the over on so, every game? So almost? here's no. here's here's what oh. he did. He had twenty six dollar bet. Okay, so he um, he had to he already hit the first six as a seven leg parlay. 
Uh, he had he picked Kansas men basketball to win the NCAA tournament, which they did. The Warriors to win the NBA Finals, which they did. The Avalanche to win the Stanley Cup, which they did. AC Milan to win Series A, whatever that is. Los Angeles FC to win the MLS. And Man City to win the Premier League. All he had to do was have France win the World Cup. No. For five hundred grand. For five off a twenty six dollar bet for like just under six hundred grand. He took the buyout at like two hundred and eighty and then France lost. Wow. But like dude, when when at what point did he take it? Right before, just a day before the before the final? Before the final. Wow. Yeah, he yeah. kept it all the way up until the final. Didn't and then, want to bet against Messi. No. So he, t- he took the buyout and sure shit. But then he went, as soon as he took the buyout, he put $500 on France to win and, you know. <laughs> <laughs> which, like, which like, cast out big at, like, ups, man. Like, right. winning, like, even just can't, like, the, the Kansas winning the, the whole thing. And, like, it's. I know. That's wild. That's wild. Good for him, man. And he chose right. He said he'd listen to his mom. His mom told him to cash out. Good for him. Yeah. Shout no, out that, to that, that dude. That brings it full circle because that's uh, in that NIL deal for Caden Proctor. It's, it's his mom that's like, I know you've you've been a lifelong Hawkeye fan, but you got to. But she wants her Bentley. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, I think we are in the midst of uh, of of one of the best sports seasons I've I've seen in a long time, like a, across the landscape. So, because I think you know when you add something like the World Cup in there, it does it does spawn a lot of extra energy and people getting involved, and with all of the like TV contracts, uh, uh, you know, getting renegotiated and all the. Ways that you can interact, it's a, uh, it's it's a ton fun, of fun time of year. Yeah, it is just like hanging out with you guys. So until next time, we have an opportunity to do this. Enjoy out. <laughs>